Dear friends, on this fourth Sunday of Advent, we change our focus from John the Baptist to the Blessed Virgin Mary. Sometimes people ask why we pay, we Catholics, we pay so much attention to Mary. There is this story about a man who asked a Catholic, I don't understand why you Catholics make such a big deal about Mary. You know, I don't see much difference between her and my own mother. And then the Catholic thought for a while and said, Well, I don't know about the difference between the two mothers, Mary and your mother. But let me tell you, there is a big difference between the two sons. Mm -hmm. Did you get the point? Well, the reason we place so much emphasis on Mary is because of her son, Jesus. He is our Savior. The name Jesus means that God saves His people from their sins. Another name for Jesus is Emmanuel. Emmanuel means God with us. Mary's great importance comes from the fact that she is the mother of our Savior, Jesus, God with us. Mary carried Jesus in her womb for nine months. She nursed him and took care of him the way a mother does for a completely dependent infant. She guided him as a child and later as an adolescent. She is the mother of Jesus. We can truly call her Mother of God. Mother of God. It's not that she existed before God, but that she gave birth to Jesus, who is God. In today's Gospel, we hear about the meeting of two pregnant women, Mary and Elizabeth. And the words of Elizabeth to Mary, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. Very familiar to us because of the Hail Mary, right? In these words, we see that Elizabeth understood perfectly who is before her. Mary, the mother of her Lord. Blessed are you because the one in your womb is blessed. Great are you, because the one in your womb is great. And so after this brief introduction on the greatness of Our Lady, let us focus on these two great women. They are both great, not so much because of themselves, but because of who they were carrying in their wombs.
Jesus Christ in Mary's womb and John the Baptist in Elizabeth's. Two pregnant women, two expectant mothers, and they knew that they were carrying a son through extraordinary circumstances revealed by heaven through the angel Gabriel. Other than that, they, they don't know anything else about the sun in their, womb, in their wombs. They don't know about the fate of, of their children, of their child. The future of that baby in their womb is a mystery. Much like in our case, especially for you mothers, the future of that child when the child was in your womb is a mystery. The boy in the womb of Mary, or rather of Elizabeth, will grow up to be an ascetic. He would live in the desert and then come out in public and proclaim repentance and baptize people in the Jordan. And later on, he would be in conflict with the king and eventually he will die a martyr's death. The boy in Mary's womb will be born in a stable of all places, a stable, a place for the animals. He would grow up to be like an ordinary child, an adolescent, and later on, he would take, take up his father's trade, a woodworker, a carpenter. And then when he goes public, he will start a band of apostles and many people will follow him. Later on, he will be in conflict with the authorities both the Romans and the Jewish elders and in the end he will be tortured and crucified and die like a criminal. What would have they done, Mary and Elizabeth, if they knew beforehand what their boy would be if they knew all those things were going to happen would they have despaired would they have opted to abort the child rather than face all those horrible things would they have done everything in their power and capacity to prevent the birth of their child we do not know what we know is that Elizabeth gave birth to John and Mary gave birth to Jesus 
and the birthday of Jesus, which we now know and celebrate as Christmas, has been usually focused on babies and children. It's a festival for them, the Feast of the Children. But we all know that Christmas is more than just the children's party. It's more than just a feast day for the kids. It's much more than that. Christmas is essentially about giving. But sad to say, the Christmas has become too commercialized and it has become more focused on receiving. Give me this, give me that. The challenge for us is to bring back the real spirit of Christmas, which is giving, not so much receiving gifts. I know several families who on Christmas Day or some days near the feast or on the birthday of their child, they go to an, an orphanage and they celebrate Christmas or the birthday of their child with those orphans. Beautiful. At a young age, the child learns the meaning of generosity and giving. It's true that as parents, we have to provide for our children. We have to give them what they need. But sometimes, maybe not intentionally, we, we forget the real thing that matters. Okay, we provide them entertainment. They need that. But look what happens. I've often witnessed this in public, in restaurants, for example. A family comes to, to dine in a restaurant and the little boy or the little girl starts becoming edgy and uneasy and starts crying and making tantrums and so on. What does the mother do? He gives him the, the iPad or the cell phone and the child is silent. He is entertained by, by playing with, with a gadget. You know, at a very young age, we are teaching them how to be addicted to gadgets. And it happens. We provide good education for our children. You do your best to send your children to Catholic schools. But do our examples and our words at home support what they learn from the Catholic school. One question for you, parents. If you die tonight, will, you, will your children go to heaven? If you die tonight, will your children go to heaven? I think it's a very, very important question. 
are we parents? You, my dear husbands and wives, as biological parents, for myself as a spiritual father, are we giving our children all they need to be good and faithful children of God? Are we preparing them for eternal life? You know, Mary and Elizabeth could not protect their children from the dangers of life. They could not protect them from their martyrdom, from their imprisonment, from their torture, from their horrible deaths. But they could, however, raise their sons to be men for whom faithfulness to God was more important than life itself. They formed their sons to be firm in the faith. We can just imagine how these boys were growing up in their homes. Elizabeth, the mother, and I'm sure Zechariah, the father, were always there to educate, to teach by word and example their son, John. We can just imagine how Mary and of course together with Joseph were bringing up the child Jesus and Joseph as the father of the family, how he became the father figure for Jesus since his infancy, since his childhood, all his life. Where do you think did Jesus get the con- as, a, as a human? Where do you think did Jesus get his concept of God as father? If not experiencing the fatherhood of Joseph. So they were preparing their sons to be men of faith. Can we do the same for our children? We will not be able to protect them from life, but we can point out to them the road to heaven. We can take them with us as we journey along that road. Tell me, my friends, can there be a better Christmas gift than that? My dear friends, you cannot take your money or your wealth to heaven, but you can bring your children.